Yes, hello. I am James Rowland, and today is the WNR four seven two. It's NXT update, and it's NXT stand and deliver. I am not alone, of course. You've just heard him then. Have a pleasure <laughs> to be joined by a resident NXT expert, a new Japan <laughs> deity. It is Monty. How you doing, man? We're gonna have fun on this show. Oh man, I'm already in the in a perfect NXT mood. It's about time. It's been a while, you know. We kind of. We got like an impromptu t- kind of break when it comes to this, so I had to refresh myself. But uh, once you once you get back into the swing of things, it was easy for me to figure things back out. So I'm ready, to, you know, ready to go again. You know, NXT always fun. So again, back to our little baby. You know, after doing all the all mountains stuff, of wrestling, yeah. we have to watch. <laughs> yeah, now we got to get back to. <laughs> gotta go back the to sometimes yeah. troublesome child yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i said it should be fun we have got five episodes of nxt and of course we have got nxt stand and deliver on this update so three episodes of nxt before the show but then march 14th johnny gagano had a clear message for grayson waller he's ready to defend the nxt against his disrespect of his loudmouth rival. However, commentator Vic Joseph just showed Johnny Wrestling that Waller was at his house. So I'm just laughing <laughs> how just I how coincidental Johnny Gargano <laughs> saying, This is my house and Vic going, No no no, he's at your house. I mean <laughs> what, <laughs> what the chance is <laughs> And I, then it made me wonder, it's like, oh, so Vic wasn't listening to Johnny anyway. He's too busy on live. It's Instagram. Check it out. Yeah. yeah, on Grayson Waller's Instagram page. He's not paying attention at all. Well, later in the night, Gagano brawled with Waller outside his house until Johnny Wrestling was laid out. Candice LeRae made a poor choice of coming out with the baby <laughs> to check on her husband. Very poor choice. I mean, thank God it wasn't Snitsky, otherwise that baby would have been booted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, what a different time. <laughs> She's lucky we're in this era of WWE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll move on from that. And the NXT Tag Team Championship on the line. Gallus, the champions versus Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy. Gallus, in my eyes, cheated to retain, right? Because Pretty Deadly had coffee up for spilt milk. But Wolfgang, the illegal man, interfered and made the save. <laughs> hmm? 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 Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> and then Gallus cheated like to get the win. Uh, it's a bit of a shame with Pretty Deadly. I thought this match would happen at NXT Stand. Yeah, and deliver. <laughs> uh, so it's a bit of a shame, Pretty Deadly. But are they playing the long game with us here? Uh, that's what it felt like. You know, I don't know why they seem to be, uh, you know, kind of putting off that, that crowning moment that it seems like Pretty Deadly is made for again. But you know, maybe again, maybe they're trying to flesh out an actual tag division, like you said. So that takes time. So they're trying to build other people up, give let Gallus run with the belt for a little while before maybe uh, down the line, pretty deadly wraps around again and gets a shot again uh, later on in the ring. But uh, yeah, definitely was expecting this match for standing like like you said, standing deliver, and I really did not know. Uh, how this would turn out because it was kind of like you know I, like you know it felt like a, something to just intrigue us, but I thought it was way too soon for Gallus to lose it, so it went pretty much how I expected. But I will say this: as much as Pretty Deadly has gotten away <laughs> with the illegal man interfering, 
I guess it was, you know, you had to tip your cap a little bit to Gallus. <laughs> I, I completely disagree with you. Uh, I don't disagree with you more about any point whatsoever. Even back to NXT UK, Gallus were always cheaters and pretty deadly. Did beat them back in the day and I'm sure they will do it again. Uh, we get a doctor advised that it was unclear what was wrong with Perez medically. That's a great doctor, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> he couldn't tell us anything. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, doctor, what's wrong with me? Huh? It's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but don't worry, because Shawn Michaels was there announcing qualifying matches for a ladder match with the NXT Women's Champion. Because that's a safe match for Roxanne to be in. We don't know what Richie <laughs> is. But we're in a ladder match. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Either she wasn't gonna be in it, or, or like I'm like, man, they moved on quickly from Roxy. Like, what? <laughs> Barely explain what happened, and we're just moving on to the next <laughs> stipulation. But yeah, you know, ladder match. That's perfect way to re- bring back someone who just collapsed. We again, no explanation. <laughs> we didn't find out, you know, what it was too much later, and even then, they still aren't really clear about it. You know, so. Well, well yeah. it, it, the thing it's, is, there's a, here. there's a lot of problems in NXT. Yeah. Right? There's, <laughs> the car park is one of them. We've spoken about this before. Uh-huh. Another one is, Definitely. can we please stop breaking up tag teams? Because we had, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, first we had another match qualifier. So we start beating So Ruka. NXT Women's Tag mm-hmm. Qualifier. Anna Paxi versus Dawn, Fire versus Chance and Carter. Uh, we see Tate Paxi turning on Ivy now. She laid out her friend. <laughs> What a shock. Uh, Isla Dawn right. uh, got the victory here. But, like, what is their fucking problem? We've only got, like, two teams. Why did they have reasoning? It... Especially in the women's division. Like, the male, like you said, the males, when they're kind of trying to flesh it out, you can tell uh, they're, they're trying to build something. But in the women's tag division, we really, we only had Katana Chance, Ivy Nile and Paxley, and then, like you said, the champs, pretty much, and then the, the Unholy Union. So... Pretty much, you only have this many teams. So you drop down from four teams to three. For and then the only explanation you can give us is, well, I never felt like I was a part of that. <laughs> well, wow, just woo. okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I just, I just, I just don't, you know. Like, they didn't even build. It wasn't even dramatic either. Like the the current tag champions was arguing more than they were. <laughs> <laughs> so. Make it make sense, but whatever. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen with the tag team champions, yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah, what's going to happen? We see J.D. McDonough interrupt Ilya Dragunov in the ring. The two agreed for a match next week and began brawling. Speaking of brawls, Wesley got into one backstage, hitting the necessary evil. The brawling did continue as the legacy North American champion entered the ring. Axiom ducked in the square circle, but scripts blindsided them. McDonough and Dragunov back in the ring. The lead deciders jump on everyone at the ringside just to make his own point. Andre Chase talked Duke Hudson back into believing Chase's message of inclusion. Ava Rain left Hudson a yellow mask afterwards with a smile. Dragon Lee arrived at NXT, talking up his opportunity to make a new mark. Later backstage, Sean agreed to let, uh, let Lee defend the title in a fatal five-way match at Standard Liver, and he would choose his opponents. We had Apollo Crews come out swinging against Dabo Keitu, but the big man was just too powerful. Kato got the uh, nearly won by count out with a choke bomb on the steps and then picked up the pinfall victory. And as I read this, I realise they've not followed up on this whatsoever, have they? 
Yes, he's not doing anything. See, went back to the big man of bitch I told you about. That's, that the people in NXT disappear to every now and then. Uh, and also Apollo loses again, so he came back to NXT <laughs> to really uh, work on putting guys over. That's what it seems like. I bet he's looking forward to jumping out to people on Dark and Ring of Honor in a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, oh goodness, he can't wait. <laughs> Uh, ladder match qualifier Gigi Dolan beat Keanu James. Jace Dolan announced her shoulder was separated um, during a match with Dolan the previous week. She promised to make a pay when she recovered. After losing her title match, Pretty Deadly, Yes Boy, decided they will host or stand and deliver. And Shawn Michaels made it official. Do you know what? If we can't get PD in a tag match, then host, I'm on it all day long. <laughs> right? Uh, it, it felt very Miz like, too, by the way. You know, I lose the match. Hey, I know a way I can get on the show. <laughs> I'm going to host it. Well, like I said, really good stuff. Tony D and Challenge Stacks Lorenzo offered their services to Breaker. He refused to Don and the underboss and agreed they need an NXT tag gold. Pretty Daddy arrived to officiate the contract signing, interrupting the growing intensity between Bron Breaker and Hayes. Melo and Breaker were supremely civil in his contract signing, though him, I think, definitely got better exchange. Trick Williams repeatedly told Pretty Daddy to stay quiet. Kit Wilson Elton Prince talked away into get through, uh, sent through a table after the deal was signed. <laughs> no, boy! I mean, I, I really like this in a way because of just how useful Pretty Deadly are. Yeah. Very Miz like. Again, yeah, exactly. It's just, and again, like some people hate Miz, but like he's a great example. Or, or like even Ziggler, I know he kind of, a lot of people really gave him attention for an interview. He kind of mentioned how he was good anywhere on the card. And Ziggler is another great example of someone you can have him at the front. You can have him in, you know, doing something in the intermission where it don't seem like it matters. Or you can put him in the main event and people won't give up on the main event. They, they know he probably won't win, but they won't give up on it. And I think it's like you said about the uh, with the Miz also, even if he, you know, even, no matter how much of a fool he looks like one week, he can always come back and be able to uh, fill in, even in, in stuff like that. We've seen Miz in NXT facilitating storylines for these people, uh, for people before. So again, it, here you go, pretty deadly showing that they can not only bring it in the ring, be, uh, you know, for goofy, hilarious, entertaining, but at the same time, they're serious as hell as a tag team. And you know that, and here go another. This is another great moment of them just again showing that flexibility, the the the, the versatility, the ability to be able to just kind of like be, you know, just blend in, and no matter what, like they fit. And I think that's something that this segment really showcased. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. We move on to March twenty first, and speaking of pretty deadly, they did open the show. Their words brought out Commander Hayes and Trick Williams, who challenged them to a tag match against Mello and Bron Breaker, who cleared the ring after the Hills attacked. We then get that qualifier, Tiffany Stratton, beat Indy Hartwell. Tiffany looking to become the next Mandy, maybe. Wesley mm. talked about fight with all he has to be a worthy champion. Dragon Lead came out to call his shot. JD Madonna tried to call his own, but Ida Dragunov arrived for their match. Lee remained at ringside to watch a brutal battle between these two men. However, the contest was left <laughs> undecided after they brawled right into the loot jaw, who fought them both to a no contest. Lee announced Madonna Dragunov for the third and full spots. He told Axiom he would need to earn the final place in the Battle Royal next week. Why would you fuck Axiom like that? Anyway, speaking of Lee <laughs> versus JD, I know we've seen these 
compete in NXT UK, but they have got a chemistry. I mean, they threw bombs from the beginning. This is what mm-hmm. it looks like when like two guys actually hate each other. That's what you think. You guys could watch this. Yeah, I, I think people throw, throw the terminology blood feud around. And uh, sometimes, you know, just like a lot of things, phrases are thrown around a little too much. But that's what this is. That's exactly what this feels like. I think it's the this is the definition of a feud that just like it has roots. It has a history to it. And they fight like it. their matches are put together like two guys who who just are sick and tired of seeing each other, as, you know, at the top of these divisions or whatever, always having to battle out. Like J.D. pretty much has laid it out perfectly everywhere he's gone so far. He's always ended up having to run into Dragunov. And, and, you know, Dragunov loves pain. And we all know that uh, JD has an obsession with inflicting it. So, again, they're kind of like a match made in heaven when you want to think when it when it comes to that style and just being very, very aggressive. And I think what I like the most about it is it's nothing else on NXT quite like it. There's other feuds going on. Even like we said, we saw Grayson Waller and Gargano get personal, but it's still – Nothing else on NXT has the the just the fire and the intensity that those two bring out of each other when they're fighting. So yeah, man, I, I really think, like you mentioned, they had that. I never forget the brutal water they had with no one in the uh, BT Sport Arena and all. The, like again, the selling in that match and just how great that match was. They just, like you said, <laughs> picked up where right where they left off down in Florida, man. It's, it's amazing. This is the thing. And don't go wrong. And like, you know, I'm a huge fan of Ear Dragon off. But like, I think with Jordan Devlin, uh, you know that transition. He's stepping up his game. I know he's called the Irish Ace, but you could argue with his performances, he has been the ace in NXT in recent times. So I think credit to him. And like, I love the transition from NXT UK guys coming over and still being able to perform the way they did. You know, rather than kind of changing it up a bit too much. You know, but then again. That's how strong I think these performers are as well. Right, 100%. They don't need to update much if they have to update anything. And uh, that's the one thing I agree. Even with Isla Dawn and uh, even Alba Fire, I know they changed the name. They changed a lot about Kaylee Ray. But at the same time, her work and who she is, pretty much the same. So, you know, uh, I, I like I agree 100%. They don't, you know, don't broke. You can't, am I messing up my own phrase? How, how do I mess that up? If it ain't broke, don't finish. Don't finish. <laughs> exactly. Can't well, John- talk. <laughs> We're just too excited. We're just too excited. Johnny Gagano's music hit, but Javier Bernal <laughs> arrived instead and demanded soon NXT stand. And deliver. I missed I miss my cue. You missed it. There we go. We do, we do. Look, we got that far in, to be fair. I'm putting you under a lot of pressure because you I'm don't know where it's going to come. I'm trying to add an NXT in front of it just to give you a little bit of a chance. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, well, stand and deliver spotlight. Johnny Wrestling hit the ring, laid out Bernal, and challenged Grayson Waller to an unsanctioned match. Waller appeared in the Titantron, agreed to sign a contract for the contest next week, but only if Gagano agreed to stay at the arena for the entire show. The Creed brothers challenged Gallus to a game of pool and darts, then agreed to an NXT Tag Team Championship match to stand and deliver. Now, Monty, I don't know how you play darts in America, but that ain't <laughs> how we play darts in the UK. We don't just usually hit the bullseye. Um, but again, I don't know if the rules are different. Is there different rules to darts? Uh, it's, you know, the, the funny thing that we say about that is, 
it's it's definitely it's not different rules. I think the way you guys are playing it is probably the proper way. We just a lot of a lot of us, especially younger people, if we brought up playing darts, the only thing they told us about it, just try to hit the bullseye. They didn't tell us anything about adding up the numbers and the way it actually, you know, it's actually it's an actual it's a proper game. But a lot of us <laughs> yeah. didn't know that. So the only the only goal for some of us is just right. to hit the bullseye. So, so no trouble. Tri- yeah. I got, I got no no that's fine very it's very british i would say as well darts so um but again we see tony d and challenge stacks lorenzo arrive to go straight well into the uh into their bout uh which they did successfully as well uh some people called it an entertaining segment nxc showed a video package on a debuting eddie Thorpe, the co- former carl fredericks we then had another qualifier lyra valkyrie beating ivy nile we see Tyler Bate challenge Schism to an eight-man tag team match at NXT Stand. And deliver. Joe Gacy was not interested until Duke Hudson said the winner would gain control of Chase Campus. And Bron Breaker and Mello versus uh, Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy, in the main event. Well, Breaker and Hayes actually worked well. Pretty Deadly found a way to smartly isolate the latter. However... The NXT champion got the hot tag and hit a spear on Kit Wilson, set up Mello for the mic drop to win. But again, this and pretty deadly bumping their little bums off, aren't they? You know, <laughs> giving the best. Right, and then again, showcasing that 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 uh, that ability to be untouchable because you know no one probably thought they would win here. But you, again, when they have when they put together a match, they really really know what they're doing. And like you said, they did a great job of just making those both both contenders for the NXT title at the time or the, the champion and the contender made them look really, really good. And again, it's just whenever I feel like it, and I don't know, I don't know if that, well, I have no inside scoop about how true this is, but it just feels like the way Shawn Michaels used Pretty Deadly, he just like, he knows that at this point, if I just add Pretty Deadly to the segment, they'll get the job done. <laughs> I think without a doubt, like you said, they, they've been one of the most entertaining things of NXT. And uh, they're, they're perfect heels in a way because you mentioned Ziggler as well, but he, they can, they've lost their last like three matches and all they need is a beat yeah. down to be then taken seriously again. You know, beat someone down. <laughs> again, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's exactly. like they have to win and they'll still be hated as well. Um, weirdly enough as well, I don't know what happened to me, but I had a bit of space. I don't know why. Uh, so I watched main event for March 23rd. And Monty, you might ask me, why the fuck did you do that? And it's a very good question. But the two matches... Yeah, what made you do it? Well, because the two matches caught my eye. Bronson Reed beating nice. Nathan Fraser, right? Not bad. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Shelton Benjamin defeating Charlie Dempsey. Oh, okay. I get it. I, yeah. I know exactly why you watched it. <laughs> That's interesting. This is like you said, it's a very that's a unique matchup. Both both of those matches are very unique. Yeah, I mean, and it also <laughs> makes you wonder how close to get, being called up are is is Nathan and, and Dempsey like? Are they closer than you would expect? This is the thing. Looking back on it, they have a lot of NXT. Melo's been on it. Bron's been on it. Uh, yeah, I know. seen Melo on there before. Um, so it's interesting to see, and especially with that mixture. It's just like, yeah, okay, it's something to maybe... I'm going to keep my eye on it and anything else like that. Yeah. But I'm not going to start a main event review or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suggest you do that. No, I mean, it's crazy. And a little trivia, actually, W main event. 
had the Shield versus the Wyatts as one of its first uh, main events. Weirdly <laughs> enough, back in the day, we actually reviewed it on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. March I remember 20- those days. Yeah, God, back in the day. March 28th, the last chance qualifier battle royal for the NXT North American Championship Fatal Five Way. Well, Odyssey Jones removed Dijak faster than expected and took out his frustrations on the big man, throwing him into the still stairs. Apollo Crews went on a run, including eliminating Idris Sanofi and Javier Bernal, but Dabo Kato finally took out his former friend. Charlie Dempsey took out both Gulag, who kept brawling to the mm. back. Fraser elevated Axim for a kick to eliminate Mahal. Dempsey worked with Axim and Fraser to toss out Dabo Kato. The final three were Charlie Dempsey, Axim and Nathan Fraser. The superhero booted Dempsey to the floor, and a final impressive sequence between the two yeah. faces ended with Axim tossing Fraser. After the match, Lee, uh, Dragon Lee, Ear Dragonoff, and JD Madonna all arrived to face off ahead of their fa- Fatal Five Way match. Um, this was good shit, and then it's letting people like Axiom and Fraser. Re- and again, I don't know if I'm just being biased here because obviously I'm fans of them, but Axiom I thought was the right choice. I think it's really entertaining, and what a five way match we've got coming up. Yeah, I agree 100%. He fits right in, even though honestly, you can make the argument that. You know, either guy there could work. Uh, but uh, and then, like you said, with Charlie Dempsey also being there with the final three, there's a nice little, nice little peek there of who you can see who's right on the cusp. And then you have Axiom picking up the win. Uh, and I agree. I don't think you're being biased at all, man. Axiom is really, really picking up steam. And again, he's someone that when they changed him from A Kid to Axiom, we both took a step back and was like. He's gonna have to. And it's not. It's not that I didn't have faith that he could make it work because I knew how talented he was as a kid and all that. It's just more so, just like he's gonna have a, you know his work cut out for him. And honestly, you can't tell me that this isn't going way better than we both imagined when it comes to uh, this character and getting it over. You know, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean he's knocking it out the park. And and I love the fact. And I think the smartest way was because they decided to let him just do what he does best. You know, he's just a kid in a mask in a lot of ways, in all honesty. In honesty. But they've also allowed him to be a little clever, a little more clever and all of that. So I'm really behind what Axiom is doing, and he's the perfect person, in my opinion, to uh, to make that, that fatal five-way complete. Yeah, right. and there's a moment in, in the update, Axiom, I think, becomes the most popular person in the entire NXT. Uh, we see... <laughs> Yeah. The final three was a wet dream for me. I'm not going to lie. Having Dempsey, Fraser, and Axiom there. Oh, my God. Just good stuff. And more NXT UK goodness is pretty deadly. Yes, boy. They previewed the NXT North American Championship match. Elton Prince predicted McDonald's win, while Kit Wilson believes Dragon will take it. We then get Taylor Bate beating Von Wagner. Could things get any better at this moment in time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was expecting Shawn Michaels to say Pretty Deadly would be added to the tag match. Like, you know right. I mean? <laughs> You would have been over the moon. <laughs> yeah, man, this is a very, very good, very positive NXT UK <laughs> tribute show here. <laughs> it was great. They had the biggest down to earth with Electra Lopez beating Valentina Feroz. Uh, Roxanne Perez confronted Shawn Michaels in his office. She talked to him to letting her participate. Next to the woman match despite his hesitancy 
Um, and she said, well, you would have done it. He goes, all right, go on in. But think about the stuff Sean did. <laughs> I don't think that is good. Right. <laughs> yeah, Rox, refuse to work and put over other wrestlers. That's what you, that's what you need to do. Right, I was uh, about to say, yeah, do everything yeah, Shawn Michaels used yeah, to do. Relinquish yeah. your titles. Yeah, that Any works title. for you. Yeah, just relinquish them. <laughs> Lose your smile. <laughs> We have Eddie Thorpe making his debut. The former Carl Fredericks made light work of Miles Bourne. Uh, Eddie Thorpe, it's early stages, and he did make the jump, like we said, from Strong to come to WWE. And I don't mind that. You know, he's backing his own talent to get over. Will the Eddie Thorpe counts at mm-hmm. work? You know, it's it's, but it's good for him. You know, right? It is very good. And also, again, I didn't think about this until I kind of did some research after uh, finding out. You know, about his age difference from a lot of the guys in the L.A. dojo that he was training with. You know, he's in his early 30s. So it makes a lot of sense that he would like to take that chance on himself now. You know what I mean? And just go out there. He has a foundation to work on. And can he, you know, get like you said, get himself over with his own talent? You know, even of course, probably using a lot of the fundamentals he learned in the L.A. dojo with New Japan. But, you know, taking it to that next level as an entertainer to uh, to become an NXT superstar, I, I, I wish him nothing the best. I can't wait to see how it turns out, turn out. I know he has a, a lot of potential. Uh, but, yeah, when I thought about when I figured out that he was a lot older than a lot of the guys he came up training with, it was just like, oh, this makes a lot of sense then. I would definitely go for it if once you, you know, when you get that opportunity, uh, especially in, the, in your early 30s. So I, I like it. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, it's like I said, it's always good to see someone taking a chance. And speaking of chances, we've got last chance match. <laughs> good segue. Indy Hartwell beat Saruka and Ivy Knight. Uh, we then had Drew Gulak versus our boy Hank Walker. And Hank Walker fought with fire against Drew. He looked like the better technician in the ring. However, Charlie Dempsey blasted him with a forearm to the back of the head, setting up Gulak for a small package to steal the win. And another last chance opportunity, the family versus the former NXT UK tag champs and the best team in NXT. Wait, it's not pretty deadly. No, boy. It's Brooks and Jensen. <laughs> Fuck that. They lost to the family. <laughs> Fucking hell. Speaking of pretty deadly, we did preview stand and deliver cards. Speaking of Gagano versus Waller, the two questioned whether Waller would put his career at risk by signing the contract. Well, Waller brought his own security to look over the arena to make sure Garland was not there and protect him from when he got in the ring. He took the contract and finally signed it. And Johnny Garner waited for the right moment to reveal he was masquerading as a cameraman because most cameramen wear hoods <laughs> and masks over their faces when they're performing. <laughs> no. Uh, a brawl broke out. Yeah. How fucking stupid was Waller here? They didn't check, you know? Yeah, he looked. Yeah, he looked kind of foolish. I, I can't lie. I know. I know. Sometimes you gotta suspend disbelief in wrestling, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. He looked. He looked really, really bad. Because you're right. You know, and as someone who's carried a huge TV camera when I used to, when I recorded a football game in my pad, uh, those things are heavy. You don't want a hood on. You don't want a mask on. You're already hot and sweaty, most likely. <laughs> so it just again, it makes way more sense for you to be like, who is this weird? suspect looking guy holding the camera. I don't think he doesn't look like our regular camera guy that I that I'm used to seeing. That's like not, I think it was it's not Pete. It's, it's right, right. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't, doesn't look like Pete. I guess Pete is you know, I guess Pete's dealing with a chill or something. <laughs> but again, what did you think of the build up leading the stand? Oh, 
Oh, we can do this. What do you think the build up leading to NXT stand? <laughs> and deliver. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I thought the build up, you know, for especially with Gargano and uh, Waller, I thought I, I didn't I don't have a problem with it. It's personal, like you said, they did have some goofy moments here. Uh, like you said, Candace bringing the baby out and then Waller there, it's like ah, you know why? But at the same time, I understood what they were trying to do. And then uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, at first I did not like the tag team, but later later information. <laughs> made me come around on that. I don't. I still don't like them just being so lackadaisical about giving up the title shot, but it makes sense later. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, and then, you know, with the women's division, I was, uh, again, of, 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 I had a kind of thought process in my mind that maybe this story was all about uh, Roxanne overcoming this and all that, but it, it would have helped if we knew exactly what she was overcoming. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because again, I don't think they mentioned they mentioned exactly what's going on. And t- I didn't see it until the kickoff show when they said something about an anxiety attack, and I was like, "That's what we call it now." <laughs> I thought she thought she was unconscious. I thought she passed out. Like I'm not saying you can't do that when you have an anxiety attack. I'm just saying you guys not being clear about it is the reason why I'm confused. <laughs> I don't, I don't anyway, know. it's again, it had its ups and downs. Melo and Braun, I wasn't so sure about them being friends, but I kind of I got around to it once they explained how much respect they had for each other. So again, it makes sense. I, I didn't mind the bill. It definitely could have been. Uh, they've definitely done better to make to get you invested into a stand and deliver or a takeover. But I did overall appreciate the card. Yeah, I think we're out of shadow It's we're looking forward to it. We've had enough kind of build up now. But before we do start, I just want to say how much um, I really do enjoy, and I think are great people. Gina, you know, I think Jackson and Gina are probably the two greatest people on earth, and you know, it's a pleasure to have them <laughs> whenever we do a show. I just, I just right. thought I'd say, you know what I mean? I know, I know, Monty. yeah, it's such an honor. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't, I, like, man, every show is just they, their own point. It's just, I, I, I really appreciate everything they bring to what we do. Like, what would we be without the rest of our team, James? I don't know. No, we wouldn't. We really wouldn't. You know, we struggle. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, this show's not as good. Yeah. We, we know that, you know. Um, right. But, you know. We, we miss we, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. April 1st, and it is NXT Stand. And Deliver. So we're going to kick off first. Pete Rosenberg, Dave LaGreca. It was passable. There was a match on kickoff, which made me go, fucking hell, because it, it was an hour long <laughs> kickoff. And I go, it's not normally an hour, but there was a match. And then as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, fuck, because it was, <laughs> Ch- <laughs> you know where I'm going with this one. I know. Ch- <laughs> Chase you versus Schism. Fight for the university. Fuck. Anyway, we start the match with Hale demanding a shot at Rain, who refused to tag him first. When they clashed, the Chase U student laid out Schism Star until Reed broke up the pin and forced a tag. When Reed made a second save, Hale made him pay with Springboard to know their DD. Hudson finally got involved, running over the dyad on his own with powerful strikes. Gacy nearly took the win with an upside down on bait, but Chase made the save, and then Duke Hudson. Managed to get the win for his team and chase you was safe. Uh, Monty, what was your thoughts on this? Because had I known this was on kickoff, I would have gone same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been. I know. I, I agree 
with you 100% because I know exactly what you were thinking as soon as you saw that. It's like, there's no way Chase U is over. They're going to do it here. So, yeah, uh, this was, it, was, it was fun. You know, I didn't have a problem with this match. It was, I, I thought it was a, a, a good enough story when it comes to Duke Hudson and his future uh, because, again, I was, I was that was the only thing I wasn't sure about fumbling. I was like, would he turn? Would it happen? And I think that was probably the biggest question going into it. Uh, but like you said, the placement plus, again, the way the execution of it. I didn't too much like the spot, though, like putting on the shirt. And then doing, it was just so so over dramatic to me, but it's fine. I'll take it. It did work. It did work. I understood what they were trying to do. Uh, Thea Hale looked good to me, and it was nice to finally see Ava in this uh, in this environment. Uh, but you can kind of tell with the with the stuff that they the way they kind of protected her and not really letting her do a lot. She's still a work in progress. So you know, uh, you know, the rest of them though, the rest of Schism and Chase you, you you know, as solid as ever. You know, we know what the the dyad is all about. We we hold them. The pretty good regard, and I love. I like Andre Chase and Duke. Again, was pr- pretty much the most. I mean, not to spoiler alert, but he was like the MVP of this match. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> you know, for his role in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was convinced it was a pretty good opener. I gave it three and a half stars. It wasn't. I didn't have a problem with it. But uh, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> for, it's, when we get to prediction league, I get. I know this. This probably ate you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really. T- oh, look, first with the match like you said um excellent point i didn't mention the fact that um we saw duke put this schism top on only to turn on the team i mean schism are the miz of stables and duke did get a chance to shine glad tyler got involved but i wonder if bake like me is still annoyed with grizzled young vets beating mustache mountain to become first ever nxt uk tag team champions no he's pretty (laughs) zen i'm sure he's fine um, I, I don't yeah. know about you as well, but how well Chase you work? Because on paper, this is like a two-month storyline. And either Andre Chase, Sophia Hale, and Duke Hudson <laughs> are really giving the best, and the fans are connecting with it. And I don't know how. I don't know why. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a good thing. It was something that I even, even as, even as someone like me who has always chuckled at the vignettes when he was cursing people out or whatever, I took a liking to Andre Chase even when he was just jobbing. But that's that's our point. Like, this was just a job or type of thing. This was just something. It, it didn't start with – it didn't seem like it started with a real end goal. So, you know, to when you think about that, it, it's kind of amazing when you think about just how popular they seem to be getting. And, uh, you know, again, it, it's just, it is one of those things that it's hard to kind of put into words why <laughs> that is because uh, I don't know if it's just, you know, we love the, the banter or the humor or the humor between them or whatever, but – Again, I was a guy who was really I, – I, as a matter of fact, now that I think about it, even before this whole – the breakout thing, before we got into 2.0, I, I liked Andre Chase the little bit that I've seen of him, even though he lost. And I lost a lot. And the same thing goes for Duke Hudson. They had him doing a lot of stupid stuff with the gambling and all that. He seemed to – he always lost, got his hair shaved. You know, we remember that. But I always thought he had a solid foundation. So it's really good to see that, you know, they just had to find the right role for them. And – like you said, and like I said, Thea Hill also improving. So, yeah, I, I give them all the props in the world for making this work and just sticking out. Because sometimes that's what it takes. It's, it's, it's like we talked, like we talked about with Axiom. You know, sometimes you get you get that name, you get told what you're going to be doing, and you're like, this is ridiculous, huh? But but the people who don't just think about how ridiculous it is, and they just go and they make it work, and they really believe in it. You know, you can almost sometimes you can almost get some of the most insane stuff over. I mean, look look at AEW with scissoring. 
We didn't think that was going to be a thing, and it's, it's, some a, it's a huge thing. I listen to podcasts who have never never watched AEW and going, that sounds interesting. <laughs> exactly. WWE loyalists. Yeah, they're scissoring in AEW. That's why people are watching it. Yeah, uh, they're scissoring, man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Google it, though. You're going to get a lot of questionable <laughs> For <laughs> uh, the match for me, three quarters, like I said, quite a fun match. And again, to be on the kickoffs, was right. Prediction leagues then after Mania, and I tell you what, we all had Manias. I would say in the end, uh, at this moment in time, of course, we're still very early in the year. WWE prediction league, Jaxie is on zero points, but of course, WrestleMania backlash just around the corner. Three uh, way tie at the top. Uh, Gina, Monty and I all on two points. Monty and I in the lead with one point on the AEW. Gina and Jaxie on zero. And the bonus league at this moment in time, Jaxie on nine points. Gina, Monty tied on the... I am on 13. Um, before I give the predictions, you, uh, Monty, have you got any different strategy this year? Because I feel you've started really hot. I think out of all the events, <laughs> and not to give any spoilers away to what to happen... But I think right. Wrestle Kingdom, I think apart from the Rumble, you've been pretty much on top with most of them. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the strategy has not changed. It's, it's just more so, and you thought I was joking, but I'm serious. I really hate my year-end <laughs> predictions. I don't think they're going to get me that many points. I'll be really surprised if they really hook me up. So I, I just said I have to kill it as, as good as I, I have to do it the best I can to predict these these regular shows, right? So I can at least hopefully have some type of lead <laughs> going into the, the year end because someone is probably going to, you know, just shoot right by me for those year end predictions. So that's really my motivation. My motivation is to do as good as I possibly can on these because I hate my year end predictions. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. If anybody told me Jaxie had done so well in year end prediction, no one's ever done that on the pod before. Right, like, yeah. It was, it was That's like fair. the equivalent of like a horror movie. She was chasing me down and I was <laughs> tripping up over my lace. You know, that that is how it felt. Um so So that definitely got me a little nervous. I like you said, I hope it's not something that happens on a regular occurrence, but yeah, that had me worried. I'm like Well <laughs> yeah, like, like I said. <laughs> but anyway, for this match, Monty went chase you. The rest of us went schism. Ah, fucking idiots. Uh, so <laughs> Monty is 1-0 up. Main show, uh, pretty deadly, delivered a glorious opening for NXT stand. And deliver. Yeah, pretty deadly. How good were they here? You know, I, I would pay <laughs> to watch this weekly. <laughs> yeah, they're just in their element. Like, it definitely... I... I know we don't get hosts for weekly shows, but it's like they should just narrate every episode and just let you know what's going to happen or something. Uh, they're that entertaining. I, I, I Trust me, I'm right there with you. Yes, boy. Yeah, we're out of shadow of a doubt. Well, on kickoff, uh, we did have a couple of entrances for our first match, which was the women's ladder match. We had uh, Indy come out, Zoe Stark and Gigi had their entrances. And they were playing us for a good one. But anyway, I'll get on to that in a minute. Because... Right. (laughs) (laughs) We have led a match. It's Roxanne Perez, the champion. They didn't strip her of the title in the end. They just go back to her. Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, Tyler Valkyrie, and Indy Hartwell. 
the prodigy started off strong, running over everyone until Stratton kicked a ladder in a, and on the floor. Donin smacked everyone with a ladder on her shoulders. Again, she was in the middle of the ring by herself and then decided to put the ladder on her head and wait for people to come in. <laughs> Get up, right? Yeah. I, like, come on, man. Come on. Uh, she then dodged Stark, who landed on Valkyrie on the ladder. Stark nearly pulled the championship, but Perez dragged her down. Perez almost took it, but Donin made the save. Uh, Rox used her whole weight to bring down Zoe Stark. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Hanging on her leg completely. Uh, Stratton took some rough bumps, including a spine buster on the ladder to the small Ooh, back. What the uh, sound that made, by the way. That wasn't good. <laughs> and the uh, head scissors taped down to the floor from a press and the spill of a giant ladder onto the pile of woman outside. And they checked on her afters, even though no one could be bothered to catch her. Uh, no one kissed her. <laughs> Gigi Dolan had it in the hand, but wouldn't you know, JC Jane returned JC to Jane. throw her down onto the ladder, and then Indy Hartwell sent Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton down on the floor and got an assist from Dexter Loomis to become the new NXT Women's Champion. What? Indy Hartwell? My God, but I guess she's liked by management. Uh, Monty, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll get into it. First off, what were your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I, I like the like you said. Other than a couple moments where it was, uh, you know, it wasn't that great. Uh, I love the ladder play throughout. Uh, the like I said, it seemed kind of fluid the way they kind of put things together. There's a lot of stuff that I never really like you said considered or seen or I can remember seeing before. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, it was you know uh, most ladder, ladder matches are like fast paced car crashes, and I but I wouldn't call this one this that you know this is more methodical in my opinion. So it kind of made those big spots uh, shine a little bit uh, more. A lot of those uh, tough bumps sounded off better, you know. Uh, the crowd probably would have been losing it uh, more if, in my, I thought maybe the fact that it was early in LA, you know, you know. And I know, I know that's not a great excuse, but again, I, as someone who was on the West Coast and know how that time can be. And just how different it is. Like, they wake up completely later than everyone else in the country, that type of stuff. You know, it, it, you know this was a, it was a day show. But, again, uh, I still thought they did really good. I thought uh, that last bump, like you said, it really looked rough, the one for Stratton onto the floor. You know, uh, they definitely – she just went right through that. Like, whatever arms was out, she went right through it. <laughs> and – did right on the floor. It looked so rough, but she was fine. Thank, thank goodness for that. Uh, and uh, you know, again, it's kind of funny though. I, it was a as much as I didn't see it coming. It was a great moment for Indy. You know, uh, another student of Booker I, technically dethroning the other. It's kind of kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, uh, but I did, yeah, right. It's kind of funny how that yeah, worked yeah. out. Right. Uh, but, you know, the Dexter Loomis part, as weird as it was to think like that he was just there the entire time, I guess, under the ring or wherever he was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as weird as that is, I guess it fits with him. So I, I didn't have a problem with it. It was a nice little nod to people who were fans of the way and all of that. People who've been along this journey with Indy a long way because, again, you know, I was about to put her in that category of people like Dakota Kai, even though Dakota Kai is a tag champion. I, I think we all know uh, or at least thought she would have at least a reign, <laughs> um, you know, in her time in NXT. She spent a long time in NXT and was, you know, didn't really get a lot until the until the very end. But it's good to see Indy get this moment, even if I don't know if this is the decision I would make because it's like it. But that that's what the ladder match do. The ladder match kind of 
helps you in this setting because even though I just remember vividly Stratton beating Indy Hartwell easily <laughs> the last few times they fought, the latter match and surviving all of that does give Indy Hartwell, uh, you know, some uh, stroke. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I can't. I don't know how the run will be with her as champion, but the match to get there was uh, was pretty fun. I gave it four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Uh, like I said, with Indy again, you know, I don't think she's that strong a worker. Not like my pick. <laughs> Was but kind of like Mandy Rose uh, did kind of turn into one. Weird thing to say, I think right. it's too much mucking around with ladders. You know, uh, I, I really do at some point. Um, as for uh, other people, Lyra, um, I obviously be saying in her again. I wouldn't hate her joining Dawn, the Dawn and Alba as like the Witches Three or some mm-hmm. shit. Do you know what I mean? I think. Quite clearly right. there. Like, um, just change them to the coven or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, there you go. That's why we spitballing ideas, man. There we go. <laughs> We've got the name there. Uh, Rox had to climb all over again. This is the story, but it's a good story for her because she right. will. Uh, apart from Rox smiling, watching Index at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't it like, look, I've got a dirty mind. How incredibly rude was it when Dexter did stick his head in to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no consent whatsoever. So we can, we can, I mean, we can assume he was consent, but you know, yeah, like, well, wasn't any, any obvious consent there. Yeah, kind of, kind of nasty, Dexter. <laughs> and then uh, Vic, sexy Dexter, perplexing Booker T was hilarious to me. He's a sexy Dexter. Like, what you call him? <laughs> yeah. Not- to start us off for and a quarter predictions. Uh, well, Monty, Gina, and Jaxie all went Roxy. I went Tiffany, yeah. which means still Monty 1 0 up. NXT Tag Team Championship next. Gallus, the champs versus the Creep Brothers versus the family. And Julius Creed carried Mark and Stacks on his sol- shoulders to set up a Brutus bomb, which Brutus did not hit, but still kind of impressive. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Julius was impressive, even though fucking Brutus went flying by. (laughs) Grazed him. If he grazed him, he probably barely did that. (laughs) God almighty. Well, the Don nearly got his team to win with a Fishman Busters Julius and then the Bada Bing, Bada Boom to Mark. I really do hate Tony (laughs) D and Stacks. Uh, they They fought hard, though. Uh, the Creed brothers and Gallus continued to break up pins. Finally, Joe Coffey arrived to uneven the odds and set up Mark Coffey and Wolfgang to take out the underboss to win. Yeah. Gallus are still tag team champions, but my favourite thing was Booker not having a fucking clue. <laughs> Joe Coffey? Who? Vic said it like three times, the brother of Mark Coffey, he just would not understand that. He could not get it through his mouth. Like, who is this little guy? <laughs> I hate to do Joe like that, but he, he looks so short. Why is he so now. small? But, he used to be taller than NXT UK. Like, right. <laughs> Everyone there was short. Was the camera zoomed in more? Like, what the hell was going on? I don't. I still don't get that. It's like an illusion or something. But uh, <laughs> uh, the match though was solid. I I, I didn't have a problem with the, the triple threat. Uh, the only thing I this I probably could give it is that it probably could have been on like you you can imagine this match on a regular NXT instead of just a standing deliver like uh, the best moment of the match to me my highlight was Brutus missing that doomsday device <laughs> outside the ring. 
Because he just flew, he just floated on by a big cannonball. <laughs> you just missed him by a mile. You want to see a slow motion replay of Brutus just looking at the group as he just flies <laughs> by? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the only thing making better is like someone like photoshopped or edited like a pool for him to fall in to the right to the side of him. But that's exactly what happened. The thing is about this. Oh, match, you, it's, sorry, but Gallus had to work out here. I mean, creeds are getting better, yeah. but they need talent to work with. My question is, I, and I know Kofi got injured, but why couldn't we have yeah. New Day be in this match and extend it to kind of this event as well? We we needed more teams, you know? I agree. Yeah, I, I really wish that run kind of, uh, you know, lasted for, you know, to like you said, to, to kind of give us that moment. It probably would have made for a strong definitely a stronger stand and deliver uh match. Uh but you know, it's it's kind of like I'm a, you know, then then you have to consider is like you know, do you want to give do you want them to get better? That's the thing. Do you want Stax and uh, Tony D to get better as a because t- they're gonna have to be on this spot in this spot at some point. You can't keep protecting them. So I guess I can I guess that's probably the logic of like let's just go out there and you know, let them give it their best shot, you know. Uh, but the point is, uh, again, overall, I did not have a problem with this. And then, again, the finish made the made the whole stupid vignette at the beginning make more sense to me. Because as much as I didn't mind it, it was entertaining. Uh, again, I thought Gallus was way too casual about everyone just wanting the title shot. <laughs> but it made 100% sense when Joe would be returning. And uh, I, I like it. I like Gallus' fool again. And uh, and hopefully this 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 is a sign that Joe will be you know able to do more of what we came to know of him in NXT UK. You know he was a top one of like you said one of the top guys there. So I want to see that type of output from him uh, now that he's back. But I gave it three and three quarter. There you go, three and three quarters for that. Uh, like yeah. I said, you are right about Gallus being better by them uh, together as they are. And I think Wolfgang was telling people Joe was coming back. People just couldn't understand him because of his accent. You know, fucking Joe Coffey coming back. <laughs> And they go, what? You want a coffee? What's wrong with that? Fucking Joe Coffee. Yeah, I come back fucking Saturday. <laughs> Saturday the the funny thing about that is, oh, in America, sometimes to say that they want a, cu- a cup of coffee, you say you want a cup of Joe. <laughs> so he's he's just coffee, he's coffee, he coffee, coffee, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give the belts to Pretty Deadly so we can move on. This did feel very rampage at time. Uh, but I still give it three and three quarters as well. Uh, predictions, we all went Gallus, apart from Gina. So at the moment, it's Monty 2, <laughs> James and Jaxie 1, Gina 0. A host, pretty dirty, dressed Austin Powers-esque, respected Bron by giving <laughs> him his space in the locker room, which is always good. Um, and then we move on to the next North American Championship. Wesley, the champ, versus JD McDonough, versus uh, Dragonov versus Axiom. Versus Dragon Lee. Wes stood in the centre of the ring to start the match, but he gladly steps aside for Dragonoff and McDonough to brawl. <laughs> probably, probably here. The champ went for a somerset plancher on McDonough, who walked away, a la Samoa Joe. Hello, Samoa Joe. As the necessary evil was celebrating, Lee laid him out with a super kick. McDonough dived onto Axiom and Dragonoff outside, then plowed and Dragon with a Spanish fly. He caught Wes with a devil within, or the devil inside, we'll known. But Lazar stopped the count of grabbing the referee. Uh, everyone then turned on McDonough and laid him out. Dragon caught Wes in the ropes and laid him with a dri- di- diving foot. 
floor. The champ broke up the pinfall by dragging off on everyone with a diving corkscrew. Axiom caught Wes with a golden ratio mid-cardiac kick. Dragging off Lee took the win with a deadlift suplex and a running low forearm smash on Axiom. But Lee's met the pinfall to break it up. Everyone fought in this match with all they had. And it was the smallest of margins in which Wesley retained in the end. He caught Ilya off mm-hmm. mid-running in the European uppercut with a cardiac kick to win uh, Monty. This, I mean, these five are great in their own way. But fuck me. I'm so smug watching some of these talents, you know. <laughs> well, why, what got you smug? <laughs> Just to know how good... You know, I mean, JD and here and people yeah. maybe watching for the first time and then going, oh, that's my fair. God, you know, like. That's like, a yeah, good point. I, you know what? I didn't think about it that way because you do kind of have. And I feel the same way, even including Dragon Lee, because he's someone that I've seen on the outside of WWE for so long put on great matches. So, again, to see him in this uh, in this environment, you know, I've watched him in New Japan. I've seen a little bit of his Mexico work. Seen him in Ring of Honor, you know, uh, the one I think the one or two matches he worked with AEW I watched. So again, uh, uh, Dragon League, it was great to see. And I think I always knew he would blend in and mesh really well. But you, you know, sometimes you never know. You never know. You know, I thought Mystico, uh, the form, the original Sin Cara, I thought he was going to blend in well in <laughs> WWE. And it, it didn't go as planned. It's right. It didn't go as planned. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you never know. But again, this all worked out. The pace of this match, like you said, was just insane. And again, looking back, I, mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised with the, with the people in it. But, you know, you just all I could do is just sit back and enjoy the fluidity of everything in the ring was was just great. Uh, uh, like you said, that the golden ratio that uh, interrupted Wesley's cardiac kick timed absolutely to perfection. Uh, the, the the drama was going really good. I, like my favorite element of this match was that it was not clear at all who was going to win this match <laughs> until the end. Like it really wasn't clear. You know, Dragunov had a was really on a run, and it really I thought I was I thought I was wrong. I was like, damn, I, I slept on the dragon, and he had it, but. No, you know, uh, Dragunov ended up getting pinned, and I'm not mad at it. Like, think about that. <laughs> like, he got pinned here, and <laughs> I don't think bad. anyone was anyone have a problem with it uh, because the finish was that well done. So I really thought this was fantastic. It was also just so fun to watch. And I, I, I went with Wesley going in, even though it was a lot of great talent in this match, because I thought the entire point – I mean, Sean literally let him pick his opponents. I'm like, <laughs> like you can't – you cannot <laughs> – say that this story is about anyone else when this man literally chose the people he's defending against. So it ended up being great. I gave him four and three quarters. <laughs> I'll pick Big Body Harvey. I'll pick... Uh... <laughs> right, uh, Hank. 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 Our boy Hank, you know, uh, that fella. Uh, and it, but the thing is about this match is like, he dragged off. And I think, why do I like him so much? And then you see him popping his veins in the match due to... Insane. Just like, the aggression that that little fella's got, you know? like uh, And JD, again, being the glue pulled the match together. And Wesley deserves massive respect for getting over. We yeah. spoke about it before, but it's kind of underdog baby face. And even the way he's confident and the fans are really, really into it. Uh, and like you said, he gets pinned, but Wesley retains and we're still really, really happy. I gave it a 4.95. Predictions, yeah. Gina went Axiom, Jaxie went Ilya, 
Me and Monty went for Wes, so Monty's on three. I'm on two. Jax is on one. Gina on zero. We then get pretty deadly with wardrobe change. They run into Trick and Mellow, and he is him. <laughs> they got a scoop. Yes, boy. Anyway, we'll move on. Unsanctioned match. Johnny Gagano <laughs> versus Grayson Waller. And yes, Johnny Takeover was back, and he told a great story with the Australian. It was kind of near the level of Gagano's best old NXT matches. Yeah. They batted each other and kept the energy throughout. Walker walked out, streaming live on Instagram, talking Shawn Michaels at grid position. Loudmouth tried to strike the Rebel Heart with still chair during his entrance. Gagano kicked him out of the ring and dived onto him on the announce table. Johnny Suplex Waller onto chairs. Looked like it hurt both men. Grayson powerbombed Johnny through a table. Yeah. Gagano battled Waller <laughs> with a kendo stick and planted him with a one final beat for a near fall. Waller low-blowed Rebel Heart and hit a running return cut for a near fall. Candice Ray watched closely from ringside with her baby in her hand. Eventually she was like, fuck it. <laughs> Stranger. Hold the baby. Cut, hold him. I don't care who you are. Hold this baby. stick. <laughs> Grayson Waller. I mean, Waller's back. If anybody that, you know, when people are like, oh, what's, what's the kendo stick? Like, look at the state of Waller's right. back and tell me if he was hit or not. Uh, speaking of which, Grayson did hit a great coast to coast, but Johnny Garner had enough of a loudmouth hill. Powerbombing for the announce desk. Grayson hit his finisher, but Johnny hit a low blow, then put a chair head and hitting him with another and making him tap out to Gagano escape and afterwards away, nearly all the way, reunited as Gagano, Candice LeRae stood with Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Monty? Because like I said, Johnny Takeover, everything's good with the world, isn't it? Yeah, he's just, uh, I don't know, man. he's in full effect. Johnny Takeover was in full effect. Uh, that ending there with the way standing, I, I, it did make me th- it made me laugh because I was like, it would have been hilarious that if Theory came out there and the whole way just got booed <laughs> just because Theory Theory showed up. But yeah, uh, it was still it was still cool. Uh, this was just like you said, it was so good, man, and it's just another reminder of just how good Johnny can be, especially in this setting with no rules and once again. Uh, I, I, this is what I do. I think this is the best way to do it when you have a, a guy like Gargano with his reputation and you have a guy with Waller who's trying to build a reputation. He's, you know, how how well did Waller fit? And I think, once again, he hit it out the park. He's someone that you know, you remember. When 2.0 started, I, I don't think he was nowhere close to Von Wagner hated, but he was definitely someone that I did not want to see all the time. And he's become one of my favorite reasons to watch NXT. And I think it's his progression. It's the quality of his matches that has stuck with me along with a lot of the smack he talks. So uh, this is a good example of why, you know, he's creative. And then the toughness that he showed in this match is very appreciated. So I, I had to give credit to Waller for, uh, you know, dancing with Gargano really well. And, you know, it didn't feel like Gargano carried him through this. It just felt like they were working well together. The fans actually were, you know, rooting for them both at times. And it was unsanctioned, so I figured uh, Waller would be protected. So the finish was pretty cool to me. I thought it was a war overall. And, uh, you know, I thought Gargano putting him in his place made sense. You know, he went to his house. You know, you rarely get a chance to do that and uh, <laughs> and not have to get have to give something back for that. 
And Johnny Takeover strikes again. I, I really loved this. I, I gave it five stars. I thought it was just a little bit better than the five-way. I could, I, I, I'm willing to argue with anyone about it, though, because I thought the five-way was really good, too. But, yeah, Waller and Gargano, man, Johnny Takeover, it's just something about it, man. Uh, I don't know why they can't seem to tap into that on Raw or, or, or whenever he's on the main roster. Hopefully after the draft or wherever they got him doing next, you can start to get a, get a, get a glimpse into – just what makes Gargano special. And I think this match was a perfect reminder of that. Yeah, excellent. Because uh, this is a weird thing, because obviously we were different, even in different countries, you know, watching it at different times. And I scored this high than the five brain. I thought, I'm going to get some shit from probably Monty and some emails as well. Because like you said, it just felt bigger. And I, and I can't explain it. And I don't know if it's right. because of how Johnny Gargano is. Uh, and what what it is. Yeah. Uh, we should say as well, Grayson Waller has been on top. You know, that was, what, 18, 16 months ago he took out Johnny Gargano originally. He's been in yeah. top matches since his debut. And I would say, yeah, he's not what you call like a five-star performer, but he's delivered on the big stage each time. Right. You know? And uh, like I said, it's great to have Johnny in NXT. Rebel Heart is a different animal. Fair play to Grayson keeping up with Johnny. And I wouldn't mind, and again, you know, people go, oh, all right. Seeing the, on the main roster, like I said, trying to tap in to maybe Grayson Waller and The Miz. They need to be connected, you know, even if it's The Miz. I mean, Grayson could turn on The Miz and Miz could be a face. That's how yeah. unlikable Grayson is. Unlikable he is. I but agree. You have those two teaming up money and then you bring Chumper into it. You can play into that storyline, have DIY yeah. versus Miz and Waller, and then obviously have Chumper caving Johnny Gagano's skull. But that's not for the old times. Yeah, you know, you won't forget. <laughs> yeah, this is how good it was. The crowd started cheering Grayson, you know, and that's right when when they start doing that. Like, and like, that's not in Florida. That's LA. You know, yeah, there's people that you know actually started liking him, and that's because of the hits. In, you know, some of the kendo sticks mm-hmm. and everything else, and continuing. So it's a five for me as well. Uh, predictions: Jackson and Gina went for Grayson. Me and Monty went for Johnny. So at the moment, Monty's on four. I'm on three. Jaxie's on one. Gina on zero. Uh, pretty deadly with an exclusive and another outfit. They interrupt precoitus uh, <laughs> between Tony D and Stax. Uh, PD have beaten Gallus and don't mind beating up Lady and the Tramp. Anyway. Actually, no. Yeah. Speaking of women, NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, Fallon Henley <laughs> and Kiana James versus Fire and Dawn. Have we seen Fire and Dawn's tag entrance? Like, because I really liked it. Like, again, it's... Yeah, really I don't think, I think this is the first time. It's definitely the first time they did it like that, if yeah. they have. I don't know if they've just been, a, a like, a commercial break thing or something. I don't know why. But that was definitely the first time I've seen uh, their entrance. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Fire dived at the champions before the bell. James knocked Henley out of the way to take the fall alone. Henley sent Dawn into fire on the top rope and hit a springboard blockbuster for a near fall. Farmer Dawn almost took the win off a combination gory bomb finisher. The champions almost retained off a powerbomb dropkick finisher, but Kiana James showed her loyalty to Fallon Henley by protecting her, but still relied too much on cheap tricks. When Josh Briggs stopped Brooks Jensen from helping James, she fell to a senton bomb backbreaker finisher. <laughs> and your new NXT Women Tag Team Champions, uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. And can I say, please, please, can this be the start of something? We've had too many false, I don't want to say false Dawns because of Isla, 
But like, this is a team now. Yeah. We need to build a division. Um, anyway, Monty, what were your thoughts on this matchup? And we were right about Dawn and Fire. Again, you, you, this is me saying to you for the next couple of matches how right you are. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it feels good to kind of see, uh, have a little a little foresight, see the, see, uh, the forest for the trees and, have, and understand uh, what was going on there? I, honestly, it was just a, it was just a hunch, you know. They just the way the the way their characters actually seemed to have a lot in common, even though they were still different enough for them to have a few. So to see them uh, what they are now and to see the finished product and them to be crowned, it, it, it you know I do kind of pat myself on the back a little bit there, but uh, yeah, I mean honestly, the tag champs were big down the ramp. <laughs> so I was like, how was I supposed to believe they had a chance? But, um, you know, once the match started, it, you know, it did turn to a solid match and James and Henley uh, didn't look too bad in there, uh, you know. So, but, you know, the more experienced team and the better team, the more together team did prevail the way I thought. I like the finish. Uh, I love their finisher with the whole in, incorporate. As a matter of fact, I love the move where they kind of do Kaylee Ray's gory ball, and I love the move that do, that allows uh, the swan, the finisher they use with the uh, swan time bomb. I love it. Again, just they it, they're it, ma- they're made for each other. It, it feels like they've come up. Yeah, they've literally gone. Oh, this gives like four, five finishes that we can do together. Because like, right. even like the crossbow into like the dive off the top and stuff. Like yeah, that. <laughs> it's just that's so it's really really cool. So I, I love it. You can tell they put some thought into it, and I agree a hundred percent. It's time to build a division around a team. Uh, I saw some interesting comments about the main roster's tag title that Corey Graves pointed out, saying that uh, they just never really had a legit run or caught steam. And he's not necessarily, like, if you think about the history of that belt, those tag belts with the women, it, it hasn't. It hasn't really ever had a division or much steam around it. So, uh, I don't want them to, they, they shouldn't continue that trend with the NXT tag belt, but when you look at their history, besides Toxic Attractions run, and even then, we can argue that it didn't have much of a division. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's now it's time to finally start to deepen and starting to, to use more bodies to flesh out a tag division uh, and, you know, build around these champions. And I expected all that drama. I'm glad it did cost the former champs. So I didn't have a problem with the result, even though I did kind of, uh, you know, again, the kind of will they, won't they cheat type of thing. It's like, do you want to keep your belts or not? <laughs> you know, that's the one thing about it. It's like, as much as I understand doing what doing it right, it do kind of make you look stupid for, fi- for fighting so hard to follow the rules to the point to where you lose the match. But, it, you know, it's fine. The, the thing is as well, it's very similar to like, uh, like I said, Valentina Feroz with the kind of brass knuckles. Yeah. Couple, and they've gone, oh, wait, better stop that now because we're doing it here. You know? Right. Um, and also, obviously, you know, there's only one other tag team, I think, now with uh, Katana and Chance are the only team left in NXT. <laughs> and we know Dawn yeah. won't turn on fire for, well, until they lose the tag belts. So that's how they get rid of teams. Right. See, they just think every team's fit. <laughs> Speaking of Isla Dawn, uh, her outfit showed a lot. I don't know if it's just me. Yeah. I was just like, No, it wasn't. No, it was, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. 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 No, 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 no. You're, you're yeah. on the right, you're on the right money. And I, I, yeah. Yeah, you're right on it. I, I remember. I agree. Yeah. I, I remember. It's a little cheeky. Yeah. 
Chicken. I remember <laughs> used to seeing her box full of tricks back in the day on NXT UK. So you never know what could happen. And speaking of Dawn, <laughs> it is her first taste of gold uh, in WWE. Nice. Not bad. Out of five. Uh, what did you score that, Monty? Sorry. Uh, let's see. I think I gave it three and three quarters. Yeah, same as me there. I think the, as I, I come, I don't know of it or I've heard it, but like you said, the, uh, the destination was more important than the journey in that matchup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> predictions, Jaxie went faces, the rest went NXT UK, which means Monty's on five, I'm on four, Jaxie Gina on one. As we head into the main event, the youngest Mania Weekend main event. I suppose that's good. And a good promo video right. as well for NXT Championship. Bron Breaker, Carmelo Hayes. Trick put over him during his entrance while jerseys were shown on the screen for many of the men he defeated NXT North American Champion. This was really... Again, Melo's just with his entrances. It's his confidence. It's just the way he carries himself. Uh, and again, this is something we've not discussed. What do you think of it, like the nickname "him"? Because for me, <laughs> again, I don't want to be this guy, but if it's someone called himself "him," I would expect him to be called like Hunter Isaac, you know, M- Mateo, <laughs> and then shorten it to him. Again, but is it just me just being picky? Because again, it's not too bad. But Melo don't. No, 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 no. He don't. And I think I think the thing is, is like, all right, this is what I'm gonna say. It's not you necessarily being picky. It's more so you being old, because that's just a pop. It's like <laughs> that's just a popular thing. Like Thanks, it's something man. that's become popular over the last few years. That um, you know, a lot of times I don't know if it's just in my just in African American culture or whatever it is. I don't know. I, it's probably started with us because we we pretty much start everything if you let us tell it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, like I said. The thing when it comes to that is like I don't. It's like he's him. He's that guy. It's more so the phrasing of it, and I think that's kind of the origins of it. It's more so, uh, you know, more so just like a youthful thing. It's something that a lot of the kids are saying, James. So let, I, I think I leave it at that. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> I, I, that's well peak then. Yeah, like see, I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like on fleek or whatever that people fleek, were saying. Man. Yeah, 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 boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little slang. Yeah, no, that's good to know. I was good to know how old I am. Trick pulled Mello off the shoulders of Breaker, and the referee sent him to the back. And we know a referee sending someone to the back at WrestleMania weekend, uh, they will mean they will stay and the back. Him went for nothing but net, but Breaker ducked. Mello kicked him out of the ring. When Mello went for a dive again, he got planted where a Frankensteiner. Breaker speared Mello into referee and locked in the style of a Kyler, causing a tap out that the ref didn't see. Trick blasted the former champ with a championship. Wait a minute. Tra- Trick was banned from ringside. Uh, Bron Breaker and then Hayes. <laughs> they went for a... But it took a save from Trick to seal it. Mello reversed a military press into a double knee face buster to set up nothing but net. To become the new NXT champion. Afterwards, the former NXT champ put over Mello and raised his hand as the new champion. Uh, what do you think of this match? And again, why couldn't Mello beat him clean? Eh? What? Why couldn't he do uh, that? See, and that's my deduction. That that was the biggest thing that I, that took away from this for me. Uh, like I said, something I was looking forward to. 
the two biggest stars of this era of NXT, you know, one-on-one, the NXT's biggest show, WWE's biggest weekend. So it's just it, everything about this just is made for, like what you just mentioned, a clean crowning of a new era. And, uh, you know, it, maybe this was a little tease for something that was coming Sunday when it comes to uh, – <laughs> That uh that whole you know returning after you've been uh kicked out type of thing, but you know I, I before we get to the finish, I I did love the showcase of just how it felt like they were kind of showcasing how well rounded both guys are as athletes. Bronze speed at times, you know, doing the Frankenstein or you know Mellow, you know, showing why he's the self proclaimed A champ and you know just being the just what I like most about Melo is his consistency. And I think this was another consistent performance. And, you know, that ref bump really brought some drama to the match because it was uh, to me, because I think most of us felt like this was Melo's moment, but that kind of put it, you know, what's, how does, how is this going to play out? But, you know, with Trick Williams, again, I love Shaw Samuels. So Trick kind of reminds me of him with this, with this corner man tactics here. I didn't, I, I kind of, I didn't mind it at the time. But at the same at the same time, thinking back and just looking at it, it's like this was not the moment for that. I think this should have been the one time that Melo, uh, you know, it, it's fine when Melo's trying to retain a belt, you know, having Trick do something every now and then. But, you know, they've kind of went to this well a lot when it comes to Melo's matches. And you just would, I, I was hoping that this would be the one guy that he beat with no questions asked when it comes to, especially with the, you know, the I'm him catchphrase and with everything Melo has said about taking the spot from Braun Berger or taking the top spot in NXT, uh, it, it would have been, it would have meant more if he could have did it completely clean. Uh, but, you know, at the end, like you said, the, sometimes the destination of Melo being champ is enjoyable enough. And, uh, but I will add this too. I did not like, breaker holding up Melo's hand even you know even if you try to phrase it like a passing of the torch uh because let's not like how he didn't forget that fast that he had a belt <laughs> to, to the back of his head right you know what I'm saying like he forget trick he forgot trick did that that fast so uh but it was a great, great visual I think I think at least the visual of having Braun passing the belt to Melo to uh finish the show so I didn't mind that but uh yeah I, it definitely took away from what I thought this match could be. I still end up giving it four and a half because I was really into it, but it, it it wasn't as good as uh as I was hoping. And I thought some of that overbooking, I think they overbooked it a little bit, kinda hurt it. Yeah. Cause the thing is there was no problem with Bron losing clean and saying like look, you know, even afterwards, like, you know, we could face each other a hundred times, I beat you ninety nine times. That was just once, you know. That was right, the day right. I was over. Like he loses nothing. Ready. No, exactly. The fans don't mind, even if it's at the kind of like going for his spear and Melo turn it into a pin, you know, or, or something just right. like that of outsmarting Bron, you know, just to have little say. I know it won't matter. Hopefully, in a few months' time, after Melo's you know rain starts kicking off, and the crowd were into it, yeah. but this match felt a bit like they were facing for the first time. You know, maybe not going out right. of kind of first gear because not showing where each of them was. And the weird thing as well is watching this after Mania and then seeing that they did the Cena Fury finish and the Roman Cody finish all in this match. Together, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> you, uh, wow, they did that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what is the point yeah. of sending someone to the back now? You know, it's just. Right. What is the point? Like, what, exa- other than to pop the crowd, like, what does it do anymore? <laughs> and, 
Also, another thing too, it makes me wonder too, and I don't want this. I I'm a big, I'm adamant. Like I don't care. I know Trick, I don't, I know Trick Williams has improved, but I'm I'm not ready for them to split them up. But that also Trick's in forced involvement just feels like you're building, you're planting seeds for you know a future where Trick and Melo may not be together. And I don't, I'm just saying personally. I can see it. Like, I, it makes sense. Like, Trick can always say, not only did I keep you North American champion, I'm the reason why you're the champ. You know, I can see that. But it's just, I, I think they should take their time. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go there yet. So, I, hopefully they're nowhere near that. But I'm just saying that that's what forcing Trick to be involved feels like you're doing yeah. it for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that the same. Like you said, the, the similarities between that and what we've seen with Solo at this moment in time on the main roster with Roman. Right. We're kind of going there as well. I'll give it a four and a quarter. Like I said, not a bad main event. Uh, predictions Jaxie went Bron. The rest were Hayes. So final scores Monty, you do win NXT TakeOver Stand. And deliver. <laughs> on six. I delivered. You did deliver. It was only one match uh, missing out, and that was Indy Hartwell, and no one would have got that. I don't care. No who one, you are. right? No, yeah, no one would have. I would have. I was going to be so mad. I was. I, that's <laughs> the one thing I was safe on I, when I watched the results, and I was like, "Please don't tell me Gino or Jesse just guessed Indy Hartwell." <laughs> I was like, "Cause I thought no way James thought that because she no. he watches the show, so he knows." <laughs> oh, you know, so. Yeah. I went yeah. definitely straight in there. But well done, Monty. Like I said, that is now, I think, your first, maybe first, probably your second, but NXT win of the year. You've got New Japan, you've had AEW, so you've literally ticked all the boxes. So you're on, <laughs> you're on fire at the moment, I will say. And the thing is, the, if anyone knew just how perplexing and and just, like, screwed up my life is right now, <laughs> I'm glad my predictions make it seem like I'm on top of my shit, but I'm telling you guys, I'm not. But this is this is great, man. I, 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 all I can do is take a bow. I was happy it worked out in my face. Well, the bonus league at this moment now looks like this: Jaxie on nine, Gina on eleven, Monty now on twelve, just one point behind me on thirteen. Our next predictions are backlash. So, Monty, technically, if you were to get a perfect <laughs> score on backlash, you could be leading. All three prediction leagues, which uh, is pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, match of the night. Well, I think seeing Johnny wrestling, uh, competing at yeah. Johnny takeover, uh, uh, you know, is is good enough. MVP of the night, Monty. Who's your MVP? Yeah, uh, I think overall, I just gave two people who I think probably will never forget this. Is Indy for surprising me? I know she'll never forget this moment, so I definitely gave her MVP. So because. Again, never. I, I, she was one of those people that I was sure probably was never going to be NXT champion. So to see that and have that moment, great for her. And I thought Melo for having his crowning achievement. Uh, I, I'll stick with that, that, even though you can put anyone from the five way. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> say JD for kind of being the glue that holds it together and Grayson Waller as well. Uh, because, Agreed. again, it, it's one of these phrases that WWF often overuse, but he actually didn't lose anything from defeat in this matchup at all no uh, yeah. uh as we like the talk- unsanctioned match stipulation helped him but he didn't need it <laughs> yeah 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 like i said we will talk about that in a minute uh, rating out of 10 then for takeover i think overall i i thought it was uh, it ended up being a really strong show i gave it eight and a quarter i think would be my rating 
to give it. I thought, I thought most of the stuff, I think I, I, we ended up with four really, really good matches and three solid to okay matches. So, And I can't be mad at it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I'll give it eight and a half. Um, will I rewatch it? I, I might do it at some point, just to see, kind of like I said, the, the ladder match again and um, Johnny Gagano. Uh, but very, very yeah. interesting. But that was NXT Stand. And Deliver. <laughs> so a little bit of news. Well, not really news anymore, but it might be. Who knows in this crazy world? Grizzled Young Vets, uh, as we know, Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler uh, have apparently asked and re- got re- their release requested uh, to leave WWE, or so we thought a couple of weeks ago. Right. Uh, they are now getting a <laughs> NXT Tag Team title shot on our next update, which will be very interesting <laughs> to see how it plays out. Um, but what is this? Is this just squeaky Will gets the oil? phrases you know what i'm talking about <laughs> right 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 i, I got you uh, <laughs> uh you know honestly i don't know i'm really i'm really really um i think this what what happens in this tag match and i know it's kind of like a cop out really can help me figure out where where this went because if at first it felt like this is going to be kind of like a roger strong thing and we were probably not going to see the die yet <laughs> uh for a while you know spe- you know especially when uh the entire schism I think missed the show right after standing deliver, so I really wasn't sure. Uh, but uh, you know, like you said, normal we know now. If they end up somehow, you know, beating Gallus, which I don't know, it's probably a stretch. Uh, maybe, like you said, maybe complain and say they want to leave and they get rewarded. That's it's rare that that works out. But if that was to happen, it would definitely make me feel like this was like something they they promised them <laughs> to get them to tr- want to come back. Mm. I don't know. It's very, very confusing. Honestly, though, it's just it's one of those things that I can't I can understand. Uh, you know, when you think about all those people we talked about in NXT UK, you were, we were talking about how a lot of those came came over to NXT and they were intact. You know what I'm saying? They were the same. <laughs> They're literally watching all their coworkers come in with the same names, slightly just as what just slight subtle changes to their character. And they are completely different from the Grizzle Young Vets. <laughs> so, you know, when you think about it, it actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, Tyler Bate going, oh, they've changed my entrance theme. Isn't it annoying? <laughs> 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 As Zach Gibson said. Yeah, the diet is like, oh. shaven, yeah, yeah with sure. an eye. And going, I can't even talk to you. I'm not allowed. You know, <laughs> Mike, it I'm is, in a cult, Tyler. Exactly, yeah. yeah that's the point, Monty. Like I said, it'd be interesting to see what happens. There's no doubt Grizzle Young Vets tag team, so we'll just have to see what the future holds. Uh, April 4th, so we've got two NXTs to round up our update. April 4th, and Indy Hartwell talked about her love for the fans. The reason winning NXT Women's title meant so much to her. She said Rox would get the first shot before Zoe Stark interrupted this wasn't great. Uh, pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Beat the family. Pretty deadly. Showed him what it's like to be an elite tag team. Go fuck yourself. Uh, Dijak beat Odyssey <laughs> Jones. After a dominant win, Dijak warned the NXT locker room he was back and angry. Speaking of angry, Joe Coffey promised to add gold to Gallus, but soon. Uh, but first, he was going to pick some fights to establish the dominance of the group. We had Dragon Lee versus Naven Fraser. But wouldn't you know, 
Noam Dar arrived for the NXT Heritage yes. Cup. We've been wondering, Monty, yes, boy. For, for what we've done for months. <laughs> Where the fuck has Noam Dar been? Uh, but he showed up and tell them both to fight for his amusement and maybe decide which one was worthy of a match with him. Uh, speaking of the match, the two showed each other respect and went back and forth until Dragon put the match away with a running knee strike. I mean, the speed on show was great between Dragon Lee and Nathan Fraser, but what a great treat it is to see Noam Dar back, you know? What a dafty. Right. Exactly. All the dafties are very, very... Very and I, this particular Dafty right here was very very delighted to see Noam Dar um, on our television screen. Like you said, months away. He says he's negotiating. I, you know, I hope they gave him whatever he wanted because he deserves the world. That's my guy, the Supernova. So happy to see him back. And uh, again, the thing that even made me happier is that he was not only just back; he was back, and it seems like he has a direction. This isn't like Stevie Turner. Who they brought back to live stream, and I have oh, yeah, no clue what the yeah. hell she did. <laughs> what the hell happened to Stevie? But at least they brought him back with a plan because he came. He brought the Heritage Cup, and he coined it himself by calling it the NXT Heritage Cup. You know, find, you know, name it. So mm-hmm. he gets to choose his opponent at some point. I cannot wait to see what they do with Noam Dar, and hopefully we can have our own nice Heritage Cup division. You know, they, it's more, they took they took everything else from NXT UK. Why not take the cup and put these guys to work? I can't wait to see what we can – because I'm, I'm just already theorizing, you know, um, a lot of the matches, the encounters, Tyler Bate, you know, dra- you know, you can even have Dragunov in this mm. format because he's not the champion now, you know, anymore if you wanted to. It's just – it's so many just great clashes that I can yeah. see having uh, – being had, and I just hope Noam Dar is in the center of it. Well, without a shadow of a doubt, and the recent NXT as well, talking about you know how he's going to take everybody out, introducing, like I said, the Heritage Cup. We are going to have those type of matches, and it's matches that we loved on NXT UK because they were so different. Like I said, six three-minute rounds, uh, two falls to win. Usually ended two-one, but you know you'll get used to it. Uh, but it, this is right. like, but you even got the kind of like I said, the talent that NXT have got. Mark Coffey might be saying to himself, oh, Dar, you're back now. Remember mm-hmm. what happened kind of last time? Right. Uh, very, very yeah. interesting. And it's great to see now Dar back because we, we're not usually this lucky, Monty. You know, we'll lose a wrestler and then that'll be it. We might see him on Rampage, <laughs> right. you know, or something like this, and that'll be that. <laughs> Dar, Dar's back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was so happy. I was, you know, again, when I, a lot of those releases – were going on, I was just like, oh man, I, ha- I haven't heard Noam Dar. I have not heard anything about Noam. Haven't heard anything. So I was just holding out hope that everything would work out, and here we are. So I, I can't wait to see what he does, uh, you know, with this era of NXT. I cannot wait for the Scottish Supernova to come back to action. NXT Women's Championship up next Indy Hartwell versus Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark got uh, Indy back in the ring. The champion reversed the pin into a black side, backside for free. Afterwards, Tiffany Stratton came out to challenge Hartwell, but Cora Jade returned to lay that indie wrestling and stared down her own claim for the title. So we are getting a few. I mean, I know we had no one Cora Jade coming back. That enhances the women's division as well because we know she can work <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> right, 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 right. And they they seem to have all, they they have a track record of already giving her narratives to build. So the fact that she can tell a story too. 
uh, helps, you know, because, again, I think sometimes that kind of hurts the women's division as they have a, a section of their division who you can tell has experience working and telling stories, and then you have another section where it's just they're just trying to, you know, get reps. So, you know, uh, again, I have no problem with this. The only thing that kind of drew me off with this was, like, the conspicuous by her absence was Roxy. I kind of wanted her to also be there, but whatever, again, very, very veiled and what's going on. She had to go soak away is what they claim of what the heels were claiming. So again, I don't need, I, I wish I had clarification for why, but it's fine. It all worked out, you know, with the heels. Uh, another thing too, to note, Indy Hartwell, new champion, and did not win convincingly at yeah, all. It's not, it's not, it's not a long range, <laughs> <To> is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it really makes you wonder. Is this a transition? Yeah. Or will this actually be a rain? I don't know, man. We'll see. It'd be interesting. Like I said, very, very good point there. It'd be interesting to see what happens with kind of everyone involved as well. Andre Chase promised Duke Hudson MVP award celebration next week. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn celebrated NXT Women's Tag Team Championship win in a private dark room before warning Keanu James <laughs> and Fallon Henry that would finish him off soon. What a party, eh? Who wouldn't want to be there? Ivy Nile, Ivy Nile beat Tatum Paxley in a kind of throwaway match. And then the NXT North American Championship, Wesley versus Axiom. After surviving multiple counters from Axiom, Wesley had to duck a golden ratio for hitting the cardiac kick to get a win. Uh, I would watch these guys power. You know that. Like Wesley and Axiom, they just. Right. Why, they work so well. And Axiom Man is just. Action, action Man. Axiom Man is just so good at what he does. <laughs> he became the most over yeah. NXT superstar. And I would, I would mention this earlier, I said. When Scripps tried to sneak attack him and Axiom hit him with a golden ratio, the pop for Axiom Ooh. was off the charts. <laughs> I mean, this man is can't speak English. He's forced to wear a mask, <laughs> and yet he's getting some of the biggest reactions in NXT just from being great, you know? Right. Just from his work. Like, that's, the, again, like, that's what I think. That, that's what I think is the most impressive thing about it. It's not, they haven't latched him on to any comedy gimmick. It isn't anything about, like, you know, he is, 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 he hasn't, they haven't brought him out of his comfort zone. He's literally getting over with his work, his timing, the athleticism, like you mentioned. And again, the, the execution of that spot and all of that, you know, when, when uh, scripts popped up and the way it worked out, it was just beautiful the way it all, the way it all played out, he definitely deserved that ovation. And again, I just want to mention this. I don't know what what he why he hates Axiom or whatever, but can you look worse than scripts? Like, I thought his gear looked bad, but like, like it's just I don't know. It's hard to take you again after that, but it was great for Axiom though. It worked out wonderfully. Yeah, yeah no, but <laughs> Axiom. Yeah, even though we lost, got it cheering as hard as they possibly can. Speaking of fans cheering, they were cheering for Kamala Hayes' championship celebration. He said he respected Bron Breaker and called him out. The two showed each other mutual respect. I thought this was going to go way of Tony D and Stax at one point because it was a bit, <laughs> too, a bit too much, wasn't it? <laughs> but don't worry because the former title holder blasted a new clothesline and a spear. And the crowd showed their fickle nature by chanting right. one more time after breaking laid that mellow. Thank Despite you. cheering them champion. Did the same to Cody. Uh, Fuck you, fans. Right. 
I hate that NXT crowd. I tell you all the time. You cannot trust or put your faith in any reaction they give. Because I, I explained that to me just a few weeks ago. You wouldn't even let Braun Breaker talk. You get hitting him with the John Cena, Braun Breaker sucks can't. That same audience, a lot of those same people. But when he do, when he turns and he does that to Melo, immediately now it's one more time. Even though you guys keep, keep continuing with the Melo chant all throughout the end of Braun Breaker's face run. I, I did not mind it. The execution of the turn was really, really good. And I don't mind seeing this side of Braun or at least trying to give it a chance because, you know, we, we got a chance to see what he, what he like as an unstoppable force babyface. So giving him a little time to develop a character or a heel persona, uh, I have no problem with seeing that, even though I agree with you. Uh, the thing that this is my, this was what happened here is the reason why I didn't too much care for him passing the torch to Melo. <laughs> because again, it just, it's like, why didn't you do that then? <laughs> like, seriously, like, I, 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 I can understand it, but it's just like, you just could have laid him out then. And I guess you would have, of course, you want Melo, you want Melo to have that moment. Of course, that's why. But still, it's just, it, it just, it kind of, you know, that delayed reaction to it was kind of confusing, but it all worked out in the end. I have no problem with Braun. I, I want to see how this looks with him as the dominant bad guy. You know, let, let's see. You know, uh, it's kind of like with Cora Jade. You know, I kind of, you know, Cora Jade, you got you saw what she was like as a babyface. Now you're getting a chance to see, you know, uh, so far with her heel work since turning on Roxy, you've gotten a chance to see that side of her. Mm. I think now it's time for Braun Breaker to get his opportunity on the uh, bad side, I guess. So I have no problem with it. But again, it did kind of make them make them fans look really bad. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this is the same. The, the thing about the hill turn as well is an excellent point because people might say, "Well, hill turn, anybody can go over doing that." Look at Hit Row, you know. Look at other individuals that kind right. of don't have that either aggressive or just kind of unlikable kind of ability. You know, like even Stone Cold later on was just right. too over as a face to ever kind of go hill and. I'm sure there's more recent ones than that, but anyone's going to spring right, to right, mind, right. you know. Like Anyway, last NXT April 11th, Kamala Hayes offered Bron Breaker a spot in the content- number one contendership Fatal 4-Way. Why are you being so nice, Melo? You know, why are you being so nice? Yeah, what like what happened? Like, he just, he completely flipped when he gets the title. He's like, so bland. He's just so sweet. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Uh, he was he was interrupted by Dragon Lee, and that was followed by J.D. McDonough, with both men wanting their respect. Grayson Waller arrived to announce he was the third man, and actually got quite a nice pop. The segment included the announcement of spring breaking in two weeks, uh, or of course on our next update next month, where the number contender ship, where the number contender faces Mellow. Speaking of titles, NXT Women's Tag Team Championship: Dawn and Fire versus Keller James and Fallon. Well, this match was about Jensen and arriving in a van during the match and marching to the ring. He tried to get Henley to use James' <laughs> bag on Dawn, but when she refused, he pushed down Briggs. The chance retained, but there's nothing <laughs> like making the women's championship focus on the men because they don't get enough breaks. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just just like just what we need. More Briggs and Jensen. Yeah. You know, you know, just, you know, arguing. And well, by the way, we have a term. It's the opposite of pimp over here. Man, what a simp. <laughs> what a simp. That's all I got to say about it. Because, again, his whole reaction to her cheating was just horrible. Like I said, 
I cannot wait until this soap opera is over. Can we just whatever they're gonna do? If they're gonna break bridge and just they're gonna split down the middle. Go ahead, Fallon. Go with you know. I don't even. I, I if Fallon gonna go with Briggs, cool. Jensen go with the other girl. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> let's just get it over with and let's let's move on, please. Yeah, I've, uh, that's, that's that's we will move on. We will. There's nothing else to add to that. Andre Chase present the MVP <laughs> trophy to Duke Hudson. He talked himself up while thanking the professor and Fia Hale. From Breaker interrupted to offer the full spot in the Fatal 4-Way to the MVP because he said it was a curse, the NXT Championship. Yeah, <laughs> damn cursing me, giving me money and putting me in main events of shows. <laughs> <laughs> what a curse. <laughs> no, I, I thought about this. And I know we haven't mentioned it because we don't want, we don't, I don't want to give this more attention than it already has got. But my, my wife did bring up a good point of saying that maybe he means his curse because it's you know right you know right right in on a, a big title defense his father screwed <laughs> screwed up the pooch and <laughs> and just you know did what he did and that kind of that maybe that's part of the curse I don't know where this curse came from right. but you know whatever gets him out of time. hey anybody that <laughs> wants to use the catchphrase I've got the dog inside me. You know, or whatever he wants to use. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. that's fair. Yeah, he speared Chase and then broke the Chase U flag as Duke picked to save his trophy instead of Chase. I guess he was Chase me instead of Chase you. Uh, took that off thick. Uh, Noam Dar talked himself up Ooh. as well as they haven't covered anything yet. Gigi Jolin explained. As she returned to her former home. You want to see a shithole? Come to mine. Alright, <laughs> Let's not compare, mate, alright? I'll show you some blight. <laughs> exactly. You want to see some fucking... I'm still here. Uh, NXT Anonymous called Tony D and Shannon Stacks Lorenzo attacking Pretty Deadly in the parking lot with a crowbar. How dare they? When will Shawn Michaels do baby something? Faces. <laughs> yeah, attacking the baby faces. Oh my god, <laughs> bastards! Uh, Eddie Thorpe versus Harvey Barnell. Big body Harvey not featured a lot, but I think makes the most of his time. Eddie won with Damon Kemp doing yeah. the old mm-hmm, mm-hmm, watching on. Uh, so we know <laughs> that is his next opponent. Forgot about Damon. Yeah, he just pops up every well, six weeks. Hey, Damon. Yeah, it's like it's a contract. Right. Not to see you again. <laughs> Must be used every two months. Just room. Uh, we then had Tiffany Stratton versus Sarah Ruka. I mean, great athletes, but this was very cookie cutter. All right, like you can tell. Yeah, they were from the same. Place. And they were getting tired. Like, they, they had some good moments, but you can tell this is about the longest soul or what the, the longest they've been in the ring because <laughs> they were getting tired the longer it went. Yeah, well, Stratton got the win here. And that maybe she should have got um, that takeover. The Creed Brothers called out Gallus in an interview with Mackenzie Mitchell. Stratton ran up to Mitchell in an interview and demanded the number one contendership. Scripps declared he was an Axiom's head. Well, Axiom's foot was in Scripps' head last <laughs> week. So I suppose he has got one over. What the fuck is that? Scripps is like, I've got you now. I have you now. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, my goodness. Jay, the blow-off match is going to be like five seconds. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just a kick. <laughs> the thing is, Scripps going, 
I know who you are. You're pretending to be <laughs> someone else. Well, and you're not, dickhead. Like, <laughs> right. What are you talking you about? We Reginald. Do I need to call you Reginald? <laughs> like, Fucking hell. Uh, Cora Jade ran down the women's division and also uh, gave a promo a bit like CM Punk and AJ Lee from what we heard on the internet from Fox. <laughs> <laughs> and so started to Tiffany Stratton and Indy Hartwell. Lyra Valkyrie warned Jade she would never allow her to be NXT Women's Champion and kicked her out of the wow. ring. Valkyrie's exact threat to Jade was, if you go to the NXT Women's title, I will rip your eyes out. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Wow. That's very personal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not going to go near her. I don't want any trouble. Right. Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey challenged Wesley to an interview, and of course, the North American champion happily accepted. In sadder news, Mr. Stone and Von Wagner are no more. I joke, of course. <laughs> I drag it off. Not Wagner out. I'll tell you what, Aya, that that running forearm, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it it's like going to hurt. And then the Torpedo Moscow to win the match. Dijak arrived afterwards. And I'm not that old, Monty, because he was right out of wrestling, saying, I don't like you, and I'm going to fight. And the Tsar just tried his best to kind of, you know, yeah, we're all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He said some stupid stuff like, you said pain make you feel alive. You well, I'm going to make you immortal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a good thing, Don Jack. Shut yeah, up. That's good. That's good. I like it, yeah. Uh, oh, whatever. It, 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 I, the match will bump. The back that should be great. Whenever Don Jack talks, you know, you just kind of just got to let it go. But the match... Oh, they're going to kill it. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Uh, speaking of <laughs> killing it, Joe Coffey made his return to action, beating Tank Ledger. I don't know if I know that Tank, Tank Ledger, yeah. Tank, Heath Ledger. Tank and Hank would definitely be teams. And why are they all looking like fucking Hugh Morris now? You know what I mean? Like, why are they all full to mock? Like, that's that... exactly what he looked like. That's a great shout. Like... Hugh Morris mixed with, Zach... with Joe Coffey. With Zack Ryder <laughs> trunks. Like, when when are the trunks not going to work? Anyway. Oh, Joe... oh, and then, by the way, the the one long sleeve, one short sleeve. Yeah. I know you got a tattoo on your leg, but oh. come on, man. Come on. If Zack Ryder <laughs> can get that over, then I don't think Tank Legend right. will, but we never know. A brawl broke out with LaBelle, Velvet Gallus, the Creed Brothers, and the Dyad. Then we see Tony D and Chanham stacks Lorenzo, greeted Roxanne Perez, and then returned backstage. Make your minds up. Are you heels? Attacking people still by. Are you. Hi, Vox. Yo, no, he's like, Yo, Vox, how you doing, man? You're a man. Hey, he's doing. Don't tell me. made me realize hey. they were supposed to be the baby faces. Because, exactly. like, they're talking to Roxy. Hey, baby, how's it going? You know, it's like, what the fucking hell? Zoe Char- challenged Perez, <laughs> pretty deadly low, laid out the family. You deserve it. <laughs> yes, boy. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. By All the way, this shit. They, <laughs> yeah. No, they look very vicious here, too, yes. though. Like, that was a different side right there yeah. in the bur- in the beatdown. That's what I love. Like, they jump right back to the other side from, from funny straight to, no, you guys jumped. You want to jump with us? You want to jump with us? I loved it. I yeah. love it. That's what I'm saying. With all this shit, they've gone through the update, and just like that, they're a legitimate threat again, just with that beat down. Um, yeah. Is a dish best served cold. 
Anyway, the main event was number contendership Dragon Lee versus JD McDonough versus Grayson Waller versus Duke Hudson. The action was well from the start. Dragon Lee wiped out JD McDonough and hit an impressive powerbomb on Duke Hudson, but Grayson Waller caught with a return cutter to steal the pin on the Chase U MVP. So it means that spring breaking, it will be Grayson Waller and we see Kamala Hayes confronting the number one contender to end the show versus Kamala. Hey, so that is it. I mean, first of all, what do you think of the main event? Because, again, you put JD and Dragon Lee in a match, and it seems to just turn into a banger. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, you just add them to any form because they even had, like, Duke is solid, but, like, he was wrestling out of his mind for this match, you know? So, like, yeah, I really, I agree. I don't know what it is about them that brings the best out of everyone, but they, they really carried and helped. You know, make the bring this main event over the top again. Dragon Lee, top caliber talent in the world, and showed why with his mix of speed, striking, and strength. And then you have again someone like JD, always reliable. He's gonna bump his ass off not only for the people around him, but he's also gonna be very, very, you know, so he's sneaky, athletic himself, but he's also gonna be very, very vicious. And he brings that. He brings something that make. I think that's another thing. JD has become in NXT like a, a standard bear for a, like a big match. He seems like whenever he's involved, you know something is going on, whether he's either around the title or it's some type of feud that he's blowing off, you know it's a big deal. So I think that's something that they've done a good job of kind of uh, kind of putting JD in that role of, uh, again, because he's another guy who's losing uh, a bit, but mm. I don't think it, 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 it takes away from his believability at all. And then Waller winning the way he wins, again, is perfect. Every time he wins like that, he makes me talk about how stupid his setup for his finisher is. <laughs> he makes it look bad because he can just pop in and surprise you like he did here for the win. And I like him being next for Melo. I, I don't I don't have a problem with it, even though I can argue that it may be a little too soon. You don't want like I don't part of me would like Waller to kind of get up uh, to not be his first challenge. But it, it's not it's not a, it's not a bad thing though. I think they'll they'll do fine. And uh, yeah, I really didn't have a problem with the way how, how this everything played out there at the end. I thought uh, it really ended up being a very, very great main event. And uh, they they have they've been doing good in NXT with building up, you know, these main events. You know, even if the show for the most part can give you for some forgettable stuff, they usually have a pretty strong main event to finish out the show. And I think this is right in that same vein. Yeah, I completely agree. And and another thing as well that we always like with NXT. Is that we know because uh, obviously NXT Battleground will be the next uh, premium live event mm-hmm. as it was. That's going to be May. We'll have spring breaking as well uh, coming up, so we can uh, follow that. Uh, so it'll be interesting times, and also I think it'll be interesting times because, like I said, with NXT, I mean I get your overall thoughts on NXT these past five weeks, but for me it's always kind mm-hmm. of development, and I'm fighting that with kind of like the the. the the stuff that I don't like, but with NXT UK and the talent that's kind of been integrated into it now, right. and we've seen it more and more where it means tag team champions, Heritage Cup, uh, what the, the kind of North American title has been surrounded by the kind of NXT UK guys. Uh, and also, another thing I think, and it's going to change NXT a lot, uh, is the draft coming up because they've announced the draft yes. happening at the end uh, of this month. Uh, so will we then see people like Bron Breaker, Grayson Waller, even Pretty Deadly? You know, because like, we we have talked privately right. about this. Uh, maybe make the move up. Will that offer more opportunity 
for more maybe even former UK talent or other guys to come in. We talk about um, Eddie Thorpe, you know, maybe he could have, right. he's, he was asked, what does he want to be, uh, what does he want to do at Battleground? He wants to be in the main event. So will this give a chance as well, <laughs> uh, you know, to kind yeah. of, will this give other people a chance? And what are your overall thoughts on NXT this past uh, month and as we look towards the future? Yeah, man. Overall, I think uh, again, I have we would have I, I can reassess after the draft, but you know, overall, I think we're going to be uh, seeing you know a lot of new people still, or, or like not necessarily new faces, but some of them are going to be new, and some of them are going to be faces that kind of have shied away, you know, because like you mentioned, when NXT UK came over, a lot of talent who we were starting to see a little, a lot of talent that we saw obviously needed a little bit more work and all that. Uh, in the 2.0 era, we saw a lot of those people kind of fade away and not be mentioned as much. So uh, I, I'm expecting one or two, maybe maybe someone like a Tyler Bate to get drafted. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, as much as I love Tyler, it's like he already kind of – he couldn't topple Braun. Now, maybe you could do – I wouldn't mind Bate and Melo, but Bate and Melo has happened not for the title, and it was, it was great, and we've already kind of been down that road. So, again, Bate feels like someone who kind of – might be on his way to the main roster if you know if that's what they're into. Um, I, I can it, you can even make the argument for JD like we mentioned earlier that he could be in that spot. Dragging off obviously, you know, again with his history with guys like Gunther and just what he brings to the table. He does. He's one of those guys that's in NXT, but he does not have to become NXT champion to uh, to be believable on the main roster. But you know, we'll see. Uh, and then you just not only that you have. And like you mentioned, Waller and all that 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 great talent, and you know we haven't seen. I know I know Wendy was out, out of the way, but there's a lot of other faces. Like even like the Last Legends, in it some of these NXT UK who, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I even mentioned her. We haven't seen her in forever, right? But I'm pointing that, I'm pointing months. that out. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, but I'm pointing that out to say that maybe some of those people that we haven't seen in a while could be what we need to flesh out a tag division. I honestly believe. Last Legend in a tag climate, climate could work for her because you get to protect her. You know, put her with someone, a veteran who could carry a lot of the work. Or something. Like, I just think it would help. <laughs> right. Or, yeah, or, yeah, or it could just like, she could screw that up and then you just like, you know what? I'm all out of options. <laughs> you're done. But, you're done. <laughs> right. You're done. You're done. But again, I think we'll, we will see some faces that we haven't seen before step back up and kind of like re debut. And then we may see uh, a lot of the people that are kind of established pillars of NXT now. Some of those people could be on the main roster. So a lot of things up in the air, but I do like where they're going creatively uh, because for the most part, other than some of the drama like around the women's tag titles, like I wish, you know, I wish we spent more time building a tag division instead of, you know, doing the soap opera stuff. That, you know, it's, it, I think like you mentioned, you have that kind of blend of NXT 2.0, NXT UK with a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, a little black and gold in there, but not a lot of it. You know, it's still a, still a little too much 2.0. And I think that's what they need. They need to get a lot of that, some of those extracurricular stories that they're trying to tell that, doesn't, that don't necessarily need to be told the way they've been told. Or even the stuff with Stax and Tony D can be cringeworthy at times. If they can eliminate a lot of that cringe and focus on the stuff that works, like the, uh, the in-ring work, the focusing on NXT UK, the Heritage Cup now, uh, you know, the stuff that they've been doing with Wesley and, of course, the stories that they've been telling 
around, uh, you know, building both tag divisions and stuff. If they can just focus on that, I think NXT could be in a really good position uh, as this year continues on. But a lot will be affected by the draft. So I'm really, really, really waiting to see how will that turn out. What will change? Who it, Will it be any notable faces from NXT gone? Will none of the people we thinking of get drafted? You know, uh, I, I, again, I'm very, very curious. So it's a very curious, but I'm optimistic about what about going forward in NXT. I think with that shallow of a doubt, I think that's what the podcast would be called. You know, that would be hopefully optimistic. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> right. We always approach exactly. update like this, but um, like I said, I've, like, I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's been fun. Like I said, there is like I said, excellent point there. Um, nothing could change, or maybe everything. Who knows? It could be a different NXT when we're reviewing Spring Breaking next month. Uh, but that is it for now. Don't forget, we're across all social media, Twitter at the Dublin Podcast. I'm at the Dublin JR. You can find the entire Dublin team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find and listen to you, sir? All right. Like you said, on your Twitter banner, or you can, while you're on Twitter, go to at MindMontyPod. Click the link in my bio, listen to the latest podcast. By tomorrow, the plan will be to have the Soccer Genesis uh, review up. For uh, for all the people who don't uh, who haven't seen it or don't know, uh, it's one of the biggest shows that New Japan has produced. Uh, you know, in the last few years, in my opinion, I think it's one of those things that where they kind of reannounced that New Japan is back. So I would really recommend everyone not only check out my pod but also check out Sakura Genesis. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be working hard on trying to get that out tomorrow. So yeah, check that out. My latest uh, podcast and. Maybe I'll have a a clip or two on YouTube also. So if you want to do that, the mind of Monty and subscribe on YouTube. Perfect. The double novels on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email to double podcast at gmail.com. YouTube love podcast where we all the latest clips and podcasts got the same time. You should do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. And our next episode, not to step on your feet too much, Monty, but you will be joining us. <laughs> it's going to be double duty for you, sir, because next weekend we will have New Japan Sakura Genesis and the New Japan Cup. And at time of recording, I have watched the first round of New Japan Cup and what you set me okay. as I'm not calling it homework, but I have got 18 matches left. <laughs> Can I get through 18 right, matches right. and the Secure Genesis events until next Saturday? We'll find out. <laughs> right. Find out next time. Who knows? But we have caught up with NXT. So that is all that matters. Uh, and so until then, I've yes, been Roland's. I was joined by the mind of Monty. Monty, I don't know, man, but I don't know if we bring the fun to it or whatever, but it is always a ride <laughs> and it goes so fast. I look at the time and go, is that we're, we're literally wrapping up now? That is it. <laughs> yeah, it's so smooth. That's one thing I always say about the NXT. You know, sometimes those live shows, sometimes those the other shows, we can... It can be hectic, <laughs> they can be long, but these shows, for some reason, I don't know what it is, we always have a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, and we always out of here timely. It works out perfectly. Um, anytime, man, I'm always down to work down the action from, again, our favorite little baby, NXT. Yeah, exactly, we've got to watch <laughs> our little baby grow, but that is the mind of Monty. I've been James Rollins. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Adios. Adios.